0: Hello, my name is Steve Vankura. Uh, this is Bread of Life Bible Study. We're doing a series of lessons. We call them Q&A, questions and answers. Uh, these are common questions uh, for topics that people have uh, with regard to their faith in Christ and the scriptures. Uh, I've been teaching the Bible for about 40 plus years. And it is a passion but I just love to teach the Bible. So uh, today's topic we're gonna is faith, faith, and uh, of course it says without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I'm gonna open first with a prayer. Thank you, Father. Whether you said, where two or more are gathered together in your name, that you are in the midst of us, thank you, by your Holy Spirit, Father, open up the Scriptures. Impart wisdom and understanding and revelation, Father, into our spirit man. Uh, open our eyes to see, ears to hear, so that we could can be, uh, understand your word, Father, to receive the seed of the word of God watered by the Holy Spirit to change us into your likeness, Lord. We thank you that Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life to those that find them. So, Father God, just impart that life to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Uh, faith. Probably if you had to pick one topic that's just about more important than anything else um, in our relationship with God, it's going to be faith. Um, And this scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, uh, says it all, without faith it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, there's a spirit realm, and there's a physical realm out here in the world. Uh, You might say that the Uh, means to acquire anything out in the physical world, in this world system, basically is money or mammon. Uh, And uh, if you've got a lot of money, you can pretty much have anything you want to, at least in the physical way. But in God's kingdom, it's completely different. Uh, The way we receive from God is a different kind of currency. That currency is faith simply to believe the promises of God. God only responds to faith. Uh, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, uh, everything I receive from God is always by His grace through faith. Uh, There's a scripture that says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now let me stop for a second and explain what grace is. Grace is God's power. Basically, it's a supernatural power. Uh, I don't have it unless God gives it to me. God uh, says that of myself I can do nothing. John the Baptist said, a man can receive nothing except what he receives from above. God is the source of all things. He's the source of life. The Bible says He's the Father of spirits. He's the Creator. Um, And God is love. Uh, And He wants to impart life. The whole purpose, I think, in one of the other lessons we've talked about, the whole purpose of the creation is for God to have a family. Uh, He and Jesus came into a covenant in the book of Genesis, Let us make man in our image. And this creation basically is a temporary creation during which all creatures, both in heaven and on earth, must make a choice whether they want to serve God or not. All right, so we already know that one of the angels, Lucifer, uh, rebelled against God and made his decision not to serve God and uh, became the devil. And uh, one-third of all the angels followed him in that rebellion. uh, And they are the source of evil. They are the source of evil. So, But in this world, every human being has to make a choice. Uh, Moses said, I call heaven and earth as a witness before you this day that I place before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now choose life. Okay. So, uh, the way we deal with God and receive from God is, uh, like I said, by grace through faith. I'm, I'm going to define grace. That's the power of God. And since uh, it's a supernatural power and it has to come from God, I, I don't, grace is not inherent within me. So I have to receive it from God. Uh, I like to define grace this way. Grace is when God gives you His ability to replace my inability to be what He wants me to be and to do what He wants me to do. All right. Now, the means of communication between me and God is the Word of God, the Bible. Uh, The Bible is a unique book given by God through men, uh, through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. The Bible says that the holy men of old spake or wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Bible also says that the, the Scriptures are not subject to private interpretation. It's important to understand that when God wrote these Scriptures or gave these Scriptures to mankind, He has in mind what He Believe what what he means them to mean. Okay, mankind. On the other hand, we use our intellect sometimes and misinterpret the scriptures, thinking they say something different from what God means them to say. This is one of the reason we have so many thousands, literally thousands of denominations. All right, let's uh, look at a denomination. You know, there's Methodists, Baptists, uh, You know, Seventh Day Adventists, on and on. Why do we have so many denominations? All right, Uh, denomination. Let's look at that word. D means to separate, like depart, deport, and nomination means to give it a name. So basically, what a denomination is is to take the body of Christ, uh, the people of God, and separate them. Into different groups based on different interpretations of Scripture, different doctrines. All right. Now, obviously, the Bible means only one thing. Every Scripture means what God meant it to say. But human beings, uh, unfortunately, sometimes come up with their own conclusions about what they think it should say, and then those differences in doctrine divide the church, uh, divide the body of Christ. Uh, into these different groups. All right. So, um, but the Bible is the source of faith. Basically, faith is, comes from simply believing what God says. All right. Now, let's just take an, an example. Uh, you have parents, a father and a, a mother. If they tell you, if your parent, and I'm assuming you've got a healthy family relationship, but if your your father says to you, if You've got a certain need or whatever it is. Let's say his daughter goes away to college and uh, the father says to the daughter, uh, you know, if you need some money, if you need a laptop uh, computer, if you need this or that or whatever, uh, let me know. And, and so once we have heard that promise, it's like money in the bank. We know that my dad is good for it. And and that if he promised or said that he will do something, then, um, And I'm, I'm going to believe him because that is based on the strength of my relationship with my dad. And so the same thing is true for our relationship with God. The whole business with God is based on my trust in what he says. There's a scripture that says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he would change his mind. It says, Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Of course not. God cannot lie. That's impossible. That's impossible. So basically the word of God is, is um, literally thousands, thousands of promises, just like a father might make to a son or a daughter or something of this sort, a, a promise. Said, now, I'm going to say these promises are usually conditional. They're in the form of, if you do this, then God will do that. Okay. For example... There's a scripture that says, delight yourself in the Lord. All right, that's, that's a condition. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you uh, the desires of your heart. Okay, now that's the promise. You want the desires of your heart? Then you, we have to delight ourselves in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, uh, and he will give you the desires of the, your, your heart. Trust in the Lord, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Now notice that promises of God, generally, uh, they're they're conditional. uh, And there's a part that we do and then a part we can expect God to do. And and that's, like I said, that's like the currency in the kingdom of God. Uh, In the world system, money or mammon, you know, is the way we acquire things. And by giving out money... Uh, we acquire something. But with God, it's totally different. Uh, it's always faith. Faith is absolutely essential to receive from God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All right. And we said, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. All right. So we said grace is God's power. And that power is imparted or given to me as I simply believe what God says. And do what I'm supposed to do. Remember, those promises are typically conditional. Uh, So trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. Now, look, at, see, there's a condition and there's a promise. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. So that means trust in God's word. And it may not make sense. uh, But if I just trust in him, he will do what the promise says. God is who he says he is, and God will do what he says he's going to do. And then the next step is, I am who God says I am, and I can do what God says I can do. So if the word of God says, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me, you know, greater is he, God in me, Jesus in me, than he that is in the world. All right, That I have not received a spirit of fear, again, into bondage, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. See, all, all of these are promises. They're literally promises from God. And, and uh, as the Bible says, the word of God uh, is like food for the spirit man. If I want to be strong spiritually, then I have to feed on the word. All right. Jesus said, my words, uh, let's see. Uh, Man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There's a scripture that says as newborn babes in Christ, desire ye the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So just like a baby who's born has to have some milk to grow up and mature, uh, when you're born again, when you become a Christian, uh, the... Your new man. The Bible says, "If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new." But for us to grow spiritually, we have to feed on the Word of God. Okay. So, what is faith? We just said without faith, it is impossible to please God. But you know, what is faith? All right. Faith. I'm going to just say this um, is a, it, it's a power. It's a power, okay? Uh, and, and faith, if I believe what God says, then God is going to do what he said, all right? That's why Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. All right, now, I'm, faith requires usually or manifests in a couple of different ways. It can manifest actually in multiple ways. But faith always requires action. Remember what I said, that the promises of God usually are conditional. There's something for me to do, and then in return, things that God will do. Okay, and that's the promise. So, the uh, you know, I there's the part that I have to do. All right, now, uh, that may require some action. It may require some words. It may, may require different things. It may require, for example... Um, maybe giving something into the kingdom of god blessing somebody buying some food for somebody or whatever you know uh, all of these things when we do the will of god then god rewards us he comes back and will fulfill one or more of the promises all right uh, my god shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus that's a promise and that particular promise was given in a situation where a group of Christians sent some money uh, to some poor people, some people that uh, needed food and uh, just needed some help uh, in life. And and uh, so when they gave to the need, Paul made the promise. Now he said, uh, God is going to meet all of your needs because you gave to them. And now he's going to give to you. And, and that's, um, <clears throat> so we always reap what we sow. And, and that's an important principle in the kingdom of God. Uh, it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give, it, give into your bosom. We always reap what we sow. Uh, that, that is such an important principle. You know, if I want love, best thing to do is for me to give love. Uh, whatever I deal out to others, I what comes back to me. But it comes back even in a greater measure than I myself measure out. This is why Jesus said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. You know, we love receiving things, uh, both in the natural and spiritually. But in in the world system, uh, it's based on selfishness. Okay, you get all you can, you can all you get, and you sit on your can. You know, uh, he who has the gold rules. That's that's not that's the, the world's golden rule. Okay, uh, but God's kingdom is different. The way we receive in God's kingdom is by giving. Uh, I only have what I give away. When it comes to the kingdom of God. The best way, you know, Jesus one time said, uh, don't store up yourself treasures uh, on earth where thieves can break in and steal and moth and rust can destroy. But he said, uh, give your treasure into the kingdom of God where thieves cannot break in and steal and moth and rust cannot destroy. Well, how how can I store up treasure in heaven or in the in the kingdom of God, well, it's simply to act on God's promises. Remember that: "Give, and it shall be given unto you." So, if somebody's hungry, somebody needs some clothing, somebody, whatever. I mean, it's it, 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 maybe I go mow somebody's yard, all right. But the more I give to others, remember the there's two scriptures there. Put it this way: commandments that please God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, and all thy strength. And the second is like it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, what Jesus said, in those two commandments, we keep the whole law. And what's that, those commandments are about? Love. Uh, literally, love fulfills the law. So when we love God and love other people, God will pour out so many blessings on us that uh, we just won't even have room to save them all. Okay, so uh, but so acting on God's promises uh, is an expression of faith. So when I give to somebody, or I encourage somebody, or I help somebody uh, in some fashion, I am serving God. Even when it's just I'm serving somebody else. Uh, that another Christian is actually a part of Christ. All right? So when we uh, bless others in the church, uh, other believers, other people, uh, God sees it as, as us actually uh, doing it to Him. Doing it to Him. all right. Now, so define faith. There's a scripture, Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right. Now, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. All right. If if I believe what God says, I'm going to believe it. This is the way this works, regardless of what the situation looks like. Okay. Uh, For example, if if I I am not supposed to look at the circumstances or the situation in the physical realm and decide whether that determines whether God is going to do what He says. It has, you know, the things that are seen have nothing to do with faith. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen with the natural eye. All right. So uh, if uh, let's just say I do give some money or time or effort or love or uh, consideration or encouragement or something to somebody, then the Bible says that God's going to give back to me, okay? Uh, and even increase the quantity, okay? But uh, so I, when I serve God by loving others, giving to others, and those kind of things, The promise is that he's going to return it back to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So I can say out loud, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Faith is simply believing that no matter what, God is going to provide my need. And, And when I trust in God, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. and And I've heard, I've experienced it myself. I've heard so many testimonies of people that just uh, out of the blue, uh, all of a sudden, the blessing shows up. Something happens uh, uh, where God fulfills His promise, and uh, uh, that's the way we're supposed to live every day. Every single thing uh, that we need, the Bible says God can and will provide. So uh, we need not to trust in the things of the world, but simply to trust God. All right, Uh, the world system is inherently evil. All right, Satan is the god of this age. He's the prince of the power of the air. Uh, And like I said, uh, you know, my job is simply to believe the various promises of God. And for me to know the promises, I have to read the Bible. I have to read the Bible. Uh, The Bible says that when Jesus um, ministered, he said Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every manner of disease among the people. Now, uh, Jesus' ministry was always in that order, teaching, preaching, and healing. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Now the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So the reason Jesus did all this teaching is because as he taught the promises of God, the gospel of God, you know, uh, then it it caused faith to rise up and the people to believe what God says. Okay? And so oftentimes then when Jesus Uh, ministered to somebody and and healed people, he often said, your faith has made you well. We sometimes think that it's Jesus' faith that that causes all the healing and all the miracles and that kind of stuff. Uh, And that's not true. Now, sometimes that is true, that where Jesus uh, has the faith and he can minister healing or a miracle of some kind, but the reason he does the teaching and preaching is to get us to believe what he says. So faith is the force, in a sense, that that when we stand in faith uh, on what God says, uh, we confess it, we pray it, expect God to do what he says, uh, as I act in faith and do my part of whatever the promise is, then... It's out of my court. Now it's God's job to fulfill what He promises. All right. So, And regardless of what the situation looks like, the Bible says, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it, and then you will have it. The point being that we first have to believe the, the promise. We have to believe the promise. And only when we believe, regardless of what we see, Will God then do what He says? All right. And faith cannot rise any higher than our knowledge or revelation of God's Word. Faith always requires action, corresponding speech, corresponding thinking. Uh, It's activated by both what I do and what I say. Okay, so read these. There's a handout on faith for the believer. Uh, Read the handout and spend some time in the scriptures. Uh, studying the scriptures and looking for promises, I like to write down certain promises that uh, uh, that, that help me and memorize them. Memorize them, okay? So uh, we always are fighting against doubt and unbelief. Uh, the devil's tools, biggest tools, are uh, doubt and fear doubt and fear. And when the devil comes with doubt and fear and attacking my mind, causing uh, me to doubt God's promises, it, it's designed to destroy faith. This, and so there's a war in that sense that goes on uh, in my mind. Okay, The devil tries to bring fear and doubt, but I have to take a stand on what God says. And Paul calls that to fight the good fight of faith, to take hold of the eternal life to which I am called when I make my good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So there's a fight. But see, we've already won the battle. The victory's already been given by the Father. All right, so spend some time looking at the Scriptures, studying the Word. And that's by our hearts and our heads. I'm going to close with a prayer. Father God, I just thank you that your Word, This living word does not return void, but it will accomplish that for which you sent it. That word comes down from heaven into our hearts, watered by the Holy Spirit, Father, to change the way we think and what I believe, Lord. Father, I just ask you to impart that faith and the grace that comes with it, Lord, so that I can act and be doers of the word and not just a hearer. Father, so that you then, can fulfill the promise. According to my faith, be it unto me. That's what you said. But Lord, I believe you. And one time that one of the disciples or one of the individuals said, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. So Lord, just encourage me and, and uh, impart by your Spirit additional faith, Lord, that I can walk in the light of your promises every single day. I ask you that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. See you next lesson.